So if there was Porn Island, okay, Porn Island, Porn Island, it'd be STI free you because only people could come on the island. There'd be no testing. Tommy, you got to figure out it's called the Bloodborne Pathogens Law of 1992 that requires barrier protection on a porn set. We had an, we had an epiphany. Call. We had an aha moment, and we said, you know what? No, everybody is in a bucket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it is what it is. And you know what? You need to be informed. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, people over the age of 21 or 18. Welcome to How to Be a Porn Star, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes in the porn business. I'm your co-host, Porno Dan, with my friend, McWoke, Tommy. The McWoke thing McWoke. never gets old. <laughs> no, McWoke, McWoke, McWoker, McTommy. And our special guest, all the way from Puerto Rico, via Estados Unidos, Sixto. Miami, Florida, thank you for having me, guys. So you run a talent screening... Talent testing service. Talent testing service? Correct. It's like a sexual health testing service for porn stars? Correct. You know, we run, uh, we run the, uh, the talent testing service out of uh, Miami, uh, Vegas, Northridge. No, but we're glad to have you on because um, this week's podcast is all about HIV. And it's good to have an expert on or someone that knows a bit more science. So me and Dan don't humiliate ourselves. Well, thank you for, for the consideration of an expert. I don't think I consider myself an expert, but at least I'll, I'll try to shed some light on the subject. Definitely more expertise than we have. Oh, and I'll, um, I'll try my best. I'll try my best. And I think it's like, if you like ask anyone that's like thinking of getting into porn, I'd say like HIV is the one disease that like makes them think twice. It's like, it's kind of like the serious one. Like a lot of people that aren't in porn might be surprised one, how comprehensive the testing is, and two, how frequent it is. So right now, in Europe, I can comment, the testing's basically, it's every two weeks is how long uh, our test is good for. In America, it's the same, correct? Correct. You know, we're doing a two-week turnaround. uh, Every two weeks means if you're talent, you get a new test, correct? Correct. You know, it, it, it varies. I mean, we don't set the standard for it. Um, you know, a lot of production companies either like to go to seven days, um, but the standard pretty much is that there was one day. number BF. Okay. Yeah. And now, and what, what does that test cover other than just, you said a Tommy said HIV. So every two weeks people are tested for HIV, but what else are they tested for? You test Name for it? HIV, hepatitis B, hepatitis C. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hep- hepatitis B and C. Hepatitis B and C. Syphilis. Syphilis. Chlamydia. Chlamydia. Gonorrhea. Gonorrhea. Trichomonas vaginalis. Whoa, boy. And <laughs> Trichomonas buckamvaya. Okay, yeah. and um, how many of these can you spell? Zero. <laughs> HIV. <laughs> One. And uh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Now, what else do you test? I'm for? just kidding. Okay. Um, and we also test for uh, the latest and the greatest COVID. COVID. Oh, so you test for gonorrhea, chlamydia, syphilis, hepatitis, trichomonas, or uh, COVID. COVID. And um, and that's about it. How did you get into like the idea of just let's open a porn testing lab? Well, you know, our background is more research than anything else. And, um, you know, we had uh, the instrumentation, we had the laboratory, we concentrate our research mainly on infectious diseases. And uh, we looked at, at that period in time, you know, something that we call capacity. We said, you know, how much are we using this instrumentation and where else can we use it? So we started looking at MMA fighters and we started looking at other, okay. you know, industries and um, we bumped into Venetian Productions. And uh, Venetian Productions at that time, you know, happened to be very close to our facility. Ven- and Venetian Productions, people, because most people have no idea what that is. What company was that associated with? Bang Bros. Bang Bros. Bang Bros. Okay. okay. And, and this was uh, in Florida. It's in Florida. Okay. And, uh, and we said, listen, we can do this for you guys. Uh, we're very techie at the office. You know, we're you're very IT driven. Uh, and we started like that and it just took off. You know? cool. So you started with Bang Bros and then you opened an office in Los Angeles. And was there like, any stigma around actually working with the industry? I know in like banking, they don't like to work with us. So. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I don't feel that. Uh, you know, we're a testing facility. More than anything else, you know, our our goal and our mission statement is to keep the talent as safe as we can. Uh, so that's where we gear. Let's say that's where we point our guns to. That's mm-hmm. what, and maybe that's because it. you're the owner, you're the one who it was your decision to start working with the talent. Correct. So it was it'd be like, I don't know, 
Goldman Sachs' CEO one day woke up and said, you know what? These guys in Porno are cool. <laughs> so uh, just so I understand, so I, I know when I started in porn, HIV was massive because, and it's been almost 20 years since I think there's been an incidence of somebody in porn and straight side catching because there's a straight side of the industry and a gay side of the industry, and they both have different, just people understand, they have different testing criteria, different rules. Even though it's one business, for a long time, there was kind of like two separate industries. Now it's more of a convergence. It's more and more people do trans scenes and buy scenes and stuff like that, where it's become more acceptable. But for a long time, there was the straight side had its one set of protocols, and the gay side of the industry had a separate set of protocols. When was the last time that you are aware of that somebody caught HIV on a porn set? Well, I don't even recall. I mean, I can't even tell you. So right before now. talent testing even existed, I don't think that we've had a case where somebody. So just as for people yeah. listening at home, so since you've been around since two thousand and seven when you started in Los Angeles, because I was there. Are you there? <clears throat> yes, thank you. Thank you. For, <laughs> thank you for reminding me. I appreciate I'm, that. I'm happy to remind you. Uh, so two thousand seven when you started. So fourteen years. There's not been one case in America. Not that I. Not that I can. And there's only been maybe one in Europe. Correct. That's fantastic. Pretty huge. I mean, it's pretty huge. I mean, we think how many number of porn scenes have been shot on set that no one's caught HIV in America. That's massive. Yeah. At least through your lab. Right? And when we say that, do we also include all the independent models? We don't um, know about them. How do we know? Are they also in the system, though? Are they? But I mean, models that don't shoot like for production companies that like, don't get tested, like OnlyFans people, things like Most that. Most of them don't get tested. I figured they would get tested. No. Oh, they well, very. We have- I mean, there, there are some, but I mean, I can, I can, sorry, jump in, but I can speak from experience. Most people that don't work for professional companies, they're not, none of them are on the, really on a 14 week schedule, 14 day schedule. I mean, there might be a few, but the reality is that most of them kind of do their own thing because they're not really working for companies and you know, they're doing their own thing. They're working at home, they're working with their husband. If you're working with your husband and shooting OnlyFans, what are you getting tested? Once every yeah, five years? River husband, I guess. But even, but- even people that work for, that share, just do their own with content trade. I can tell you right now, again, I know this from firsthand information, their testing isn't the same because, you know, they're just not working. They're working with a lot lower number of people and there's no, there's no standard. So while one girl who shoots for, say, or a guy who shoots for OnlyFans might decide to get tested every 90 days, there could be another who gets every tested once a year. You know, that's her choice. Do you get many outside of the industry <clears throat> getting tested? We have, uh, we have a platform for what we call regular civilians. Um, called uh, I know my status.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, people either choose to get tested through, you know, I know my status.com, uh, or, you know, they go through talent testing service. So this would be for like non, non-company performers would go through a separate program. Correct. Yeah. And not necessarily, you know, if, if you want to be, you know, checked in the system by producers or directors or agents or other talent, you, know, you will go through talent testing. You don't go through. So you're going through the commercials. So there's like a commercial side and non-commercial cool, side or right. non-professional, whatever. It's amateur side or professional, whatever you want to call cool, it. Right. So uh, the, the, the more commercial side is the one that's got the two, two, two week testing. They were turned around and the less, whatever one you want to yeah, call it. Yeah. So it's up to, it's up to the, it's up to it's, them. It's up to it's them. Individual. I understand. It's, on the it's up to them. It's interesting. Though. Like how many people are active in the commercial side? Um, on the, on the talent testing service? Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's funny that you ask that question, you know, it, it varies quite largely, but it's like a sponge, you know, you have, you have a, you have a very central core of, of regular talents that test on, on a monthly basis Mm -hmm. or on a two week cycle. And then you have this outside, you know, group, um, that come and go. And then you have the, the, the really outs that you have a tertiary ring, of people that are just showing up once or twice because they just need to, to shoot once or, mm-hmm. or, or they're going to, you know, for whatever reason, they're shooting just once or whatever, and they're in the system. But that inner core, that secondary secondary ring, let's call it that, you know, it's a sponge that it, it you know, expands and contracts. You know, it, it goes up and it goes down. And it's affected by, you know, multiple factors, you know, and economical factors is one of them. Um, you know, when COVID hit, you know, we saw a, a deep dive but then we just saw it just climb right back up again. And we saw a lot of people getting tested and a lot of people getting tested for COVID as well. So kind of what you say, like in, in porn production for commercial, a lot of times people will complain and they complain. We always see you and the same guys and girls over and over and over because it really is true. Uh, and again, is it, you know, we're the popular people, the people that sell the best are the ones you see over and over and over. And those are the people you're saying, they're your core group. Right. The porn performers you see on Pornhub that are popular, they're the ones you're getting tested every two weeks. And then you have models that come in 
to Los Angeles to shoot or into Budapest to shoot or into Czech Republic. And those would be your ones who are getting tested less frequently because they don't live there. And when they're not living there, again, if you live in, say, Nebraska or you live in, say, Siberia, you're not going to be getting tested because you're not shooting act. You're not actively shooting porn. So those would be the the less frequent. And then you'd have a third ring, which would be the people who kind of work. Like Tommy said, your people that work for yourselves and those are the ones getting tested maybe once a year because they might shoot some content with their friends right. or whatever, clips right. for sale, whatever it is. So it makes sense. Yeah. So you got three, really three tiers. Yeah. I was trying to get, it was interesting because um, it's so rare that you get a chance to like get a gauge of how big the industry is. Cause sometimes it feels very small. Like you say, you see the same people. You see, you, the, you have the core, which I guess, yeah. Like, I mean, like the, so I've always the, wondered is, is, is the industry measured in like hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of people? I'd say thousands. And, thousands, and, thousands. and then I would, and then I would tell, and then I would say that, you know, on top of that, it's hard for us to gauge because we also, apart from the, Apart from the, I know my status side, which is the the, the non commercial side. On the commercial on the commercial side, you've got this whole slew of of individuals that are not associated, maybe to a production or an agent or something like that, that are using the service on a national basis, and including Canada, that you know just use the service. But I mean, where do they end up? I mean, we don't follow that. We don't mm-hmm. we don't know where that is. So, so you're going to say globally, like in a, in a year. If we're going to say the entire Europe, United States, you have maybe what five thousand people. No, I think I, I I don't know the exact number, but I'd say there's more. More than that. Oh yeah, that's a lot. So I mean, that's that, that's people that are, that's, and that's including everybody. This, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we talked about how when you first got into porn, HIV was a really big thing. Like um, it was when I got into porn twenty years ago, it was quite scary. It was more scary, I think, than it is now because we didn't have the drugs that we had. So if you caught HIV, it was still like considered a death sentence. And we're now, it's like, to me, at least as my perspective, now it's like because of different drugs and medications, HIV, people with HIV can basically, you know, live a long time. My, my, my best but the friend, industry was hit quite hard, right? Well, the industry or, wasn't hit that quite hard. No, that's incorrect. The industry, no? but, but I mean, there was a couple of incidences in, you know, this is before I got it, started shooting porn full time, where people did catch HIV and said, and it did spread and it, and the industry shut down a couple of times. And since I've been in the industry, there's been a few times once out here in Europe, a couple of years ago where a performer, uh, I have no idea how he caught HIV, caught HIV and, and nine people got exposed to that performer. So the industry again, uh, shut down. Okay. So anytime somebody catches HIV, a performer, if they have a positive test, the industry shuts down for a certain amount of time because everyone's got to get retested. And so like, there's like a period, normally roughly two weeks to a month where everyone's going to stop production. I'll, it's, like a re- I'll, it's a reset. But. It's a basic reset, right? Commercial porn. Mm-hmm. talk about commercial porn. And since I've been in the industry, it's happened several times where performers have caught HIV offset. Uh, I think the last time I remember, it happened a couple of times in Los Angeles when I lived there were uh, a couple of male performers. And again, it's, you know, how they caught HIV is not up to me here or there, uh, where a couple of male performers caught HIV. Uh, I can think of three separate times when people that were active in the industry on a commercial side, uh, three different male performers caught HIV, but luckily no female or male performers caught it on set outside of them. Now there was when the one male performer did catch it, uh, unfortunately his, partner who was a performer and their friend who was a performer caught it as well. Um, but that was, again, that was not from set. That was, you know, from outside, but the, so it's been, you know, that's again, three different times in Los Angeles, once out here in the last 20 years where the industry is going to shut down and they, everyone shuts down. And so if somebody catches on HIV, the whole industry shuts down. When you first got into porn, were you nervous about HIV? Not really because I understood that it was, you know, it, I understood enough that if there was an incidence that everyone was going to shut down because before, now before I got in, again, we're going backwards that, and when people did transmit it on set, the testing wasn't as, A, it wasn't as frequent because the testing wasn't every two weeks. The testing 30 days was right. every 30 days and the testing wasn't as accurate because the testing they used to was called was called an ELISA test, and I don't know what the what is the window of opportunity for HIV on that. Well, it depends on your body, but you know it could go you know four weeks, six weeks. I mean, so an, an ELISA test is not is nowhere near as accurate as the testing used now, which and is the, called what's what's it, which is called it's a NAT test, it's a PCR test, PCR right? test. But sure. either way, now now you know w- way back when you know we have to understand also that testing methodologies have progressed quite a bit. 
you know, the ELISA test that, that you're talking about used to be what they call an anti-HIV-1-2. This is 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Now we do, it's also, it's a methodology. ELISA is a, is a way of doing a test. Correct. And we still do, we do two types of HIVs on all talents. Mm-hmm. Which one is an ELISA, but it's an HIV antigen antibody, which catches the 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 HIV virus on an earlier, on a, after the PCR, but before antibodies are created. In so it's in between. So PCR would be, so I understand. PCR is your first line of defense. So if you have, if you're going to say, okay, you, you have HIV day one, the, what's gonna, the first thing that's going to detect PCR. it is PCR is going to catch it first. And then second would be? Your HIV antigen. On it, HIV antigen. antigen would be two. And, and then three would be? Antibodies. You know? Antibodies. So there's one, two, and three for testing. Correct. Okay. And, with the, and when I got in porn, we were on threes. You were actually on anti-HIV antibody, which is? We were on fours. You were on. You were <laughs> we on, weren't even on three. You were on, you were on, the, on the progression of the fourth. Whenever oh, man. It is, we were real losers. So just, just for people at home listening, um, that maybe don't know as much about testing as we do. So when we're talking about a window, that's a period when you have HIV, but you're not, you're not detectable by the tests. So like, if, so it's like, say, if you catch HIV today, you're not going to be, no, the test won't detect it that well, tomorrow. Well, it's, it's, it's different tests, basically. So for example, let's say we didn't have PCR like we do now. Um, we only had 20 years before the antibody test. Correct. So what's happening is the virus goes into your body, um, your body creates the, the, you know, what we call the, the viral copies, the viremia, you know, it's starting to attack. Your body still doesn't know what it is. It starts to create, you know, antibodies to fight it, you know, but by the time it creates the antibodies that it needs to fight it, you know, you're talking about four weeks down the road, six weeks down the road. So you would have, you'd be walking. And then, and then all of a sudden six weeks down the road, then you're positive. Right. But so you're you already walking, walking. And walking and talking with HIV four to six exactly. weeks. Before you ever, before exactly. you, before you, before you would ever know it. Exactly. And are you contagious all that time? Oh yeah. So you're contagious oh, yeah. and you're walking around and the test wouldn't because even, what makes this is you, the old test, wouldn't yeah. even detect it. Understand. Because what makes you contagious is the level of viremia that you got going in your body. And, so this somebody, apply, and you can apply this to pretty much any other so disease. Back, so back then, somebody, and if somebody was using the, the non-PCR test, that's how it spread is because they would be able to take a test. They would pass the test, correct? Because it's not PCR. And it's you're not still a, in that, what we were talking about, mm-hmm. the so, window so period. Even though, so even though I'm showing negative back with the old testing, it's possible that he was not showing negative. I actually had it. Correct. And was able to spread it. Correct. Okay, so this this will explain. This, and and this is why it spread more frequently and why there was... And then just to be clear, we do two tests now. One we is do two the tests. ELISA, which that starts detecting HIV after how long? It could it depends on, on, on each okay. individual, but let's say, you know, every three three to six weeks, three to eight weeks, something like that. So we'll like say that. six. Just let's say six. six. And, and PCR then, would be if you're gonna pick a number. I mean I'd say between the seventh and the fourteenth day we start watching it. So fast. you start it's fast, it's quick. You're gonna start catching So if I right catch away. HIV Because it's fast, does mm-hmm. that mean it's kind of unreliable or less reliable than no, the other all tests? The con- on the contrary. When I say fast, it means that it will detect the virus in a very, very short period of time because it doesn't go after the antibodies. It doesn't want to look for the antibodies. It doesn't look for the antigen. What it does, it looks for the virus itself in your body. It's mm. what it's looking so for. So if somebody's thinking of getting in porn, they, they can be pretty assured that there are people they're working with Unless they just, just, just got HIV. Exactly. Probably do not have HIV. But when you get, let's say, for example, if 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 somebody gets HIV today, Correct. okay, God forbid, mm-hmm. or, or not God forbid, but let's say it happens, but, you know, what's going to happen is your body doesn't create sufficient viremia for you to be infectious. So what's going to happen, there's a period of time until that viremia starts to creep up. But when it creeps up and you become contagious, we're going to be able to detect it right away. Okay. That's why we do that PCR so, test. I think HIV is the one that people are most scared of. Like, I don't know if that fear is justified or not. Is it like the virus's reputation? Is, is, it, from, than, is it from is the, the old school days risk? where from, you know people died from it more? Because again, now with younger people, it's like... And again, and this was my perception because I talked, you know, I talked to a lot of young people. They're not as scared of HIV as I was because HIV now, because I guess of the drugs, isn't as scary. I mean, I think any disease is scary. I mean, I don't think anybody wants to get sick of anything. You know? Oh, I'm sure we don't want to get sick. Right? It's like the relative risk. Like if I'm doing porn, um, it seems like if testing is every two weeks, 
In the windows every the two window days. is every year. Like yeah. ten days. That there's like it's very it seems very unlikely that I can catch HIV right. in porn. Mm-hmm. Would and you say it, that's it, like a lower risk than in my private life or a higher risk than in my private life? I would say that if I were to shoot off the cuff, mm-hmm. you know, we are a safer population than the average Joe because of the frequency that has been established in the industry. So porn would actually years. be safer than oh, sleeping yeah. with a person from a bar because that person, at least on a porn set, you know, is t- tested every two weeks. Yeah. If you're shooting commercial porn. Yeah, I think that's like the thing that people don't realize. that Because of the frequency of testing, it actually makes it safer yeah. than, say, yeah. tindering, yeah. right? Yeah. Tindering's <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, what I'm, again, I'm just speaking to the world because if I'm doing a girl off Tinder from a bar... She hasn't tested with every two weeks. So I know personally, though, I've, I didn't, I get it tested every two weeks because, well, I have to for work, right? It's not fun, but I mean, again, I'm, I, and it's also my responsibility because I'm exposing people. But if I wasn't shooting and I wasn't exposing people, well, then why would I? If I wasn't, but I mean, the reason I have so many partners is because I'm filming actively. Yeah, yeah this is really interesting. Um, do, would you say um, it's kind of frowned upon to be slutty out of work? I mean, I can, again, I can speak for firsthand stuff. Yeah, a lot of people, okay, like the girls, like last week's girls talking about being an escort and get looked down upon. A lot of the girls and guys look down on people who sleep with people outside of the industry for escorting or other things, especially because a lot of it's done without condoms. <clears throat> and it's done, they think it's the perception is it's done without testing. Now, again, I know firsthand that a lot of the escorting in America that's done without condoms is done with testing. And that's why you see the guys, again, we're talking about the male clients, the male clients paying the porn star experience or PSE rate is because they're paying for that experience where they're sleeping with the girl without a condom and the girl, but the, but the guy is tested and the guy is basically is just as to me, at least it's just as safe as doing porn because the guy is tested normally right the day before. That's what the girls will require because I know most U.S. girls that do, yeah, do bareback escorting you know, and almost all of them do. I've definitely known some girls and guys say that like they only have sex with people in the industry and I kind of like... The human heart being what it is, I kind of don't believe it. Well, I mean, it, it, and it, that's, you know, and again, there's, there are people that say it. I mean, I could say that too, and I'd be lying. It okay? seems like But I mean, the, the reality yeah. is, you know, of course people sleep with people outside the industry. It's, I mean, come on, you, you know, like you're, it's not an island that we all live on this magic island, and, you know, magic island, no one can come on the island. The yeah. bubble. The it's bubble. not a bubble, right? So, of course, there's going to be people sleep outside the industry. So, you know, obviously, when you're sleeping with poor outside the industry, you know, and they're not tested, Obviously, it's not as it's not as safe as sleeping with people. The reality, the, rea- the reality, the the reality is, is that you know. But if you're sleeping with porn our, from outside, our belief is is that you know the the industry is not what is is not unsafe. Mm-hmm. What is unsafe is is what brings uh, chlamydia's or gonorrhea's or they, is outside uh, actors. Let's call it, well not actors. Let's go outside um, personnel that are outside the industry and they're not getting tested, and then they you know, bring it in into yeah. the industry. So I guess like basically that would mean just logically that doing porn is as safe as sex in your private life, just because you've always had those outsiders coming in. Correct. I mean, to me, if you, if you only slept with people in porn, it, but, it'd yeah. be, yeah, in an ideal situation, porn people, if you only, if you're, if you're a porn performer and you only sleep with other porn people, you know, what I'm thinking you're, you got, you're, you're top of the food chain. You know, what I'm thinking, you know, like they have a fight Island. Yeah. They should have porn Island. Porn Island. Let's do it. Porn but then no one, ever, no one would have STIs on Island because only only those could come on the Island who did how to get test. So if there was Porn Island, okay, Porn Island, Porn Island, it'd be STI free you because only people could come on the Island. There'd be no testing. Tommy, to be you've got to figure out. No, no but that's good. I mean, so yeah, I mean, not, you're you're reinforcing what my personal belief is that having sex, and I know this was my before we started, my personal belief that having sex in a porn industry is very safe. Yes, and you're reinforcing yes. that. Ask the owner of the lab. For people who are not part of the industry like myself, who are not active performers like myself, if you're coming to the industry and you're having sex with people in porn. Only in porn. Only in porn. Only in, only in porn. Chances are that say, that sex is going to be safer than somebody, a random from Tinder who's not tested. All right. Okay. And, and um, for people that are like um, still not sure how safe it is, because um, I, I speak to people that are like new to the industry or thinking of getting into porn. And some of them say, I mean, why don't we wear condoms? So what, why Okay, can I just be back to condoms? You know, one company has prosecuted a lot of America for federal charges without using condoms. 
<laughs> yeah. So now part of this, okay, I worked with, I know the reason I know a lot about HIV is I worked with Cal OSHA, which was the Occupational Self and Health, Health Administration for California, which is a federal organization. But California is such a big state, it had its own branch for years because uh, somebody tattled on me for not using condoms. So you're supposed to use condoms? There's a, a very obscure, unknown law in America called the Bloodborne Pathogens Law of 1992. It requires barrier protection on a porn set, which is a condom. They've never enforced it on anyone except. <laughs> and uh, because I was shooting live, there was nothing I could say about it. So basically when I was there in America, uh, I had to not only use condoms. This is after we went to court and had all this blah, blah, blah. That uh, And I also had to have inspe regular inspections from L.A. County Health who would come by every two weeks. Uh, and LAPD who came every two weeks, which is the police department. And they would come to make sure I had a permit and a permit. Basically I paid for, uh, every two weeks to give me a right to film. And, but a part of the precondition of film is I had to use condoms. So there's this whole process that I had in America. And again, it was just me that was had this problem, uh, or what I did. So I, every two weeks I had to pay, apply and get a new permit, but they would actually come by and physically come to my studio and inspect it. They would actually inspect they, the police would actually come in. No, the, well, I had to have a service to do the condom that picked up the, it's called the, the trash, basically the old condoms. I paid for a service called Stericycles. It's true. Uh, where I had to have a locking trash can. So someone's job was to come and pick up somebody. I, I, I paid a ton of money to for this company, <laughs> a ton of money called Stericycle. It came once a month and would empty out a locking trash can to pick up the biohazards. That is a horrible because thing. biohazards again, not a strong enough word. Okay, so again, I and again somebody who didn't love me not for his stuff. Yeah, no. somebody who didn't love me tattled on me because I wasn't throwing away my condoms properly. Well, I had no idea this law even. And again, when we, where were was, you throwing them? Just out in the, the window? garbage? No. Okay. So, but somebody said this. So even like when LA County Health and everyone's they're all like this. There's a law. No one knew this law. Again, no one knew this law existed either. They're like, well, Just, look at this law that exists. So I was like, you got to be kidding me. So it was another cost and another expense. That I had, and again, I was a special one. Just so I had the special—I had the special privilege of shooting the condoms, a special privilege of throwing away the condoms, paying a company to pick the condoms up, special service of having the police come by. Just back about. Is so it any wonder why I live in Europe? <laughs> what's the correct way to dispose of a condom? Oh, I can tell you exactly how. Pick it up. You had to. You have to use gloves, and you pick it up with gloves, <laughs> and you have a little red bag, and you pick it up with your little red glove. And you put it in the little bag and you tie it off each one in, a, in one per red bag. And then you take the red bag and you unlock your locking trash can because your trash can has to lock because it's by ours. You unlock the locking trash can and you take it and you put it in the little red bag into the big red bag. And then once every month, actually every two, and it was yeah, once every month, once every month, the guy would come by from stereo circle. Hi, Dan. I'm like, oh, bugs me. <laughs> and he would come and be like, how are you? And, I, and he always came in the morning and I was like, I'd always be, you know, half the time hung over and always be like, Bleh. and he'd be like, I didn't pick up this. And I was like, and here's your check. <laughs> I'm so lucky. So this is how they did it in America. It just seems so mad because like, but again, I was special. Like condoms must be like one of the most I was widely more, okay, used to, like, to, things from, that people put the, in the from trash. The guy, the guy from Stereocycle told me, I said, do you have anyone else in the adult industry that does this? And he goes, are you kidding me? <laughs> of course not. Did he have any like just like just sex addicts that just have to no, have a special? No, but he, I mean, this is a, this company did real biohazard for real laboratories and hospitals, and then they had me, the reject, the American reject. Like I said, they'd come by once a month, and he, the guy, the guy was ended up becoming friends with me because he always laughed. Ah, what are they? And I'm like, ah. but the question is, why don't? People in porn like using. Well, I, I can tell you, having used condoms on over a thousand porn shoots, it makes the scene shooting a scene very difficult. How so? Because for a male actor, in a, okay, it, there's friction and it drives the female actress out. And you have even when you're using lots of lube, you're change. We're, we are changing frequency. I mean, you're changing condoms every fifteen minutes, and when you're changing them that much, it means you got to stop the flow of the motion. You have to edit the scenes. In an ideal situation on a porn set. Um, you're not cutting and editing, but when you're using condoms, you, at least with us, and I said, again, this was from personal experience over a thousand scenes, you're having to stop and start, change the condom because the girl's getting sore, put more lube, guys got, and you know, you also have the problem with, you know, when you're using a condom 
in the real world, you're not having sex for an hour. You're having sex for two minutes, three minutes, at least me, right? <laughs> Maybe one. <laughs> Sorry, girls. Anyway, uh, but because, you know, it's, it's like the stranger sex. It's quick. It's whatever. But when you're having sex in porn and it's for two hours and you're constantly changing it and putting it and you're going through condoms like crazy and the guy's got problems because it's not as comfortable and the girl's got problems because of the friction, it's very hard. And that's why, from my firsthand experience, it's much easier having shot with condoms and having shot without condoms. Why I personally and like my company and all the actors, okay, because I have many, many actors and many, many actresses preferred to shoot they have given a choice but all pick shooting without condoms and is it really any safer well the reality is because of the frequency of the testing and the testing being so accurate it's it's already safe as can be anyway right yeah I so have, it's already it's already incredibly safe so it's did, like, it, did it make a difference to sales i didn't see that's the key that that's what everyone thought and i for me again with my own product i didn't see a difference but i you know I, I, because there were other companies in america especially at that time on the gay side of the industry that did use condoms now again it's not as frequent now because the testing's more accurate so now because you don't see most even on the straight side gay side trans side bi side doesn't matter you don't see the condoms really being used. But at one time you did, and that was because the tests weren't as accurate. And there was more of a likelihood through anal sex with the tearing that you're going to spread possibly HIV and other STIs. Because the reality is through normal vaginal sex, it's quite hard to spread HIV. But when you're doing an anal in a harder anal scenes that you're doing in other things, it is, that's, if there is a way to spread it, that's it. That's why you saw it. Mm. But again, now you don't really see condoms at all anywhere in America. I don't really. The only time you really see them is if the company is shooting for television broadcast, uh, which, you know, you're watching on terrestrial old school TV. And as a precondition or a requirement by that broadcaster that the company has to use condoms in order to get on that platform. yeah like they have that in europe in france and um, and they have it in a, in a couple and, broadcasts the networks I, in america had that but they I, really don't anymore so this is why you used to see it and i heard that the guys hate wearing condoms so much that they often cut the end off well okay <laughs> and that's a little secret yes that the guys yeah now my guys couldn't because we were shooting live and people would tattle <laughs> again. People tattled on me for everything. I was like the king of the tattle. To, if I plus, did anything, you know, I was like, "Run your hands, being bad again." There's nothing oh. less sexy than grabbing some scissors in the middle of a porn shoot. Oh but you know, God. it's funny. Okay, you say that. I've watched some of that company. I know it's company. Careful, careful, careful. I know. Careful. I'm not going to say the name of the company. We're not saying names. But I'm not going to say the name of the company. And I know exactly what actors and actresses you're talking about. And I and I can see. I'm like, ah, look. But I know, yeah, again, so it defeats the, per, the, the quote purpose of it would be, you know, extra layer of protection. But the, it's, again, it's being done because the television broadcasters are quite, and that's an old school way of buying porn anyway. And it's being phased out. Yeah, yeah. Hardly anyone buys porn that way anyway. And within five years, broadcast won't even exist probably. So whatever. And, and so let's talk about other ways of protecting as well that I think should be talked about. Um, so there's things like prep. What is, is what is prep for people? Prep is... Uh, Medications that, uh, you know, help prevent uh, the spread of HIV, you know, is it uh, 100% uh, effective? I mean, I mean, I, I think that the only thing that's 100% is death and taxes. When you say it prevents HIV, does that mean it works like a vaccine or? It, it works as a suppressor, it, you know, okay. it, I'm not too, I, I, I'm not an expert on it, mm -hmm. so I couldn't talk too much about it, um, but um there's a there's a firm belief that you know if you're taking prep constantly you know you won't spread HIV. Um, Does that mean you'll still catch it? You just won't spread it. I won't. I won't. I I, I couldn't comment on that. Would you yeah. recommend somebody take prep? Like who's like a normal person who or who or somebody who's say somebody's I sexually active. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know as much off prep to recommend or not recommend on okay. it, you know, so I, I couldn't, I, I'd have to educate myself a little bit more. And are there mm -hmm. other medications other than PrEP? Uh, I, I would guess so. I mean, are there, are there any like medications you, like I can, like I recommend things to performers to minimize their risk of catching yeah, STIs? Do, do you find any, do you know anyone in porn that actually takes PrEP? I don't know anyone. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, I do actually. I know some people. Is that because their partner's HIV positive? Or? No, I think it's because of their, well, the, uh, their choice in lifestyle, let's put it that way. And their lifestyle choice, that's why they take prep. So now you were talking about 
HIV testing. Okay. Is the testing in Europe the same as the testing in America? It is. You know, we perform PCR testing. We also perform antigen antibody testing for HIV. Um, one of the key points that we want to do with talent testing service is that, you know, whatever we did in the United States, we wanted to pair it up with what we did here in Europe so that if talents wanted to shoot here or there, it didn't really matter. You know, we want to make sure that it, it, it was clear across the So board. if I get a test in Europe, I'm like ready to shoot when I arrive in America? Correct. Okay. That's what we want. So the test is just as accurate. So in case somebody from America wants to come here, the testing here is just as accurate. Just as accurate. Okay. You said that in Europe, your tests are the same as they are in America. And like a couple of years ago, we had like a problem where we realized that European testing was lagging behind American standards. Is that still patchy throughout Europe? Or, for I, example, I know in the UK at the time, they were really hostile to adopting... So using a more modern HIV test. And they also had a large, larger window, for, didn't they? Well, it's because they still use, you know, HIV antigen antibody. You know, their the, the resistance to use PCR testing, and I think it's more of a cost issue more than anything else. Is it still the case? I believe so. I, I mean, I haven't, you know, pointed our guns over there. In Europe, I can only, you know, talk about, you know, what Hungary is and what Czech Republic is right now because that's, you know, where we started and, and that's where we're, we're at right now. We were derailed a little bit because of COVID, mm -hmm. but we are taking it up again. Um, we are going to start, you know, moving forward with all the other plans that we had, you know, for the European Union. And um, it'll get better and it'll get more seamless and it'll get, you know, stronger as we go along. So is it fair to say that certain, so is it fair to say that certain countries um, are safer to work than others right now. I, I, would you say I, the testing I could, is I could, more, more effective? Would you I say could, the testing I, is more effective? I, I can't speak for other countries because I don't know what the other For example, I don't know what France is doing right now. I don't yeah. know. But you would, I, I don't know what the other But I know what we're doing here. And, in Hungary. In Hungary. And, so in Hungary, and, we'd be the same as America. The same as America. So if no you're difference. testing with talent testing, you're If you're safe. testing with talent testing in Hungary, Hungary is just as safe, like I said, just as 100% safe as America. As America. Correct. And okay. you're in... Czech Republic too? Well, that's the next step. Next. Okay, next. So there was a campaign in the UK for this. They called it U equals U. Mm -hmm. And the idea was that if you're taking antiretroviral treatment for HIV, that your, under, your viral load is undetectable, which means that you're essentially safe and you can't pass on HIV. And um, I know... There's some people in the industry saying that people in that situation where they're HIV positive but with undetectable levels, they should be able to work. And is that something that you guys? So when you're so back, taking okay. a step back, when Tommy, but now you're saying undetectable level of. HIV, HIV, but not you. But your test would still detect that they had it. Correct. That's why we perform the HIV antigen antibody, even though the the level of HIV PCR would come out negative. We would still detect the HIV. So you could pass the one test, but you're not going to pass the other. You couldn't. So that that's for the, and this would explain how somebody could say buy, buy a test from CVS or Walgreens, wherever from drugstore, pass yeah. it. Exactly. But if they took your test and they had HIV, yeah, they're not going to pass it. They're not going to pass. Which so, explains how somebody would take a home kit and pass. Well, okay. Is that? I mean, but, but should, if they, should they pass it though? Is it okay for them to work? Um, I'm not a proponent. I'm not a believer. U equals U. Um, if, if I go back to a very uh, a, a comment that General Schwarzkopf said in the in the first Gulf War when a when a when a, a person from the press asked them, hey, you know, we just invaded Iraq, uh, I'm sorry, or Kuwait or whatever that was, and uh, we just had, you know, you, you lost one soldier. Do you think, you know, that justifies the invasion? He says the loss of one life is just too many. And, you know, on my watch, you know, I'm, I'm not a proponent of anybody getting anything. So uh, be that as it may, HIV, hep B, hep C, chlamydia, mm -hmm. I, I, we, we want to, Give the talent and protect the talent as best as we can of 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 anything and everything we can provide and provide the best of breed and testing that we can do so that we can minimize the exposure as best as we can. Now, U equals U is a is a is a is a belief. 
that I'm not a proponent of. Um, there are certain other exterior factors that affect the U equals U. Uh, like you have to take your medication, you have to, you know, you don't know if the virus is going to mutate uh, in that period of time. You could have spikes in the in the in the viremia. So it's not a case of like once it's down, it just stays. So you could, so like you say, so like if I go to a low U level, okay, so my level goes down because of medication. Doesn't mean it doesn't mean I'm going to stay down here forever, or can I go back up to spread? You could. So you can go up and down. Oh, you could go up and down. But if. Just to play devil's advocate, like if we're, say we're in a testing environment, say mm-hmm. I pass a test on one day, like it, it's not like it can go up quickly, I guess. Or Well, we're in a two-week cycle, mm-hmm. okay? And if I test on day zero and uh, I know you, uh, you're HIV positive, and all of a sudden that test, and that test is, um, and that viremia for whatever reason, because you didn't take your medication for whatever reason that may be, I don't know. You know, you forgot or lost or whatever, whatever. or it's not available. Who knows? Yeah. People Um, are incredibly forgetful, even with like birth control. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever, whatever the case may be, you know, you could get that viremia go up. How fast will it go up? Could be one day, three days, seven days. It's not uh, like a month. Again, who knows? It depends on each individual and how the viremia reacts. Then again, there's different. Now I will say this. You know, HIV is, uh, is, has been around for many years, as Dan knows, and, you know, we've learned to live with it. You know, it's become, um, to, for us, it's become like a, like a, like a, like a diabetes. You know, it, we, we've, yeah. we, we've, we've, we've learned to control it with medication. We've learned to, I mean, there's no stigma around it or anything like that. Right, but then, it, yeah, but then when again. I, like I said, when I was young, it was like a death sentence. Exactly. It's no longer a death sentence. In my one of my fraternity brothers, who was actually my roommate in college, and moved in Las Vegas with me, he caught HIV, mm-hmm. and he died from HIV. And I was the last person to see him alive. And it was miserable. To, it, was very, it was heartbreaking for me to see this guy who was my best friend, my fraternity brother, die of HIV, and literally watch him wither away in front of me. Mm-hmm. But this was, you know, a different era than it is now, where people live with HIV for, uh, I mean, pretty much. You, do, you, don't, indef- die, indefinite, you don't die of HIV in, indefinitely, yeah. right? So with, with that, the case, like. Do you not think that people that are HIV positive should be allowed to work? Like, is it like kind of a discrimination against people that have HIV, especially if they're responsible? Look, I, we provide, we test people with HIV. We provide the necessary data. So, I mean, we don't give clearances, but we provide the necessary data so that if, if people with H, you know, we, we give you your results. And if people with HIV want to shoot with people that don't have HIV, that's up to you, but we will not give a clearance on somebody uh, with HIV because for you to have a clearance, you need to be negative. Not so when you say a clearance, I understand. I, I know on your system because I use it. There's a, a red, which means you're not cleared, and a green that you're cleared. Clear. So I could, in theory, right, if I wanted to shoot with a red, say, we're, or okay, which would mean they have HIV, and I could shoot with a red no, for anything. You, you, you if can it have was, a, you it's can, my you, choice. You can if have I a red. You can have a red because gonorrhea, or you could have a red because you're past your 14 day right. or your so, 30. So, or I, so I could shoot like just how I could chose to shoot with somebody who has gonorrhea, or I could I could because it's your choice. I mean, honestly, if or if you're a performer and you like say like you shoot every now and then and you want to shoot outside the 28 days or 48 two months, three months, four months, that's your choice because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you're not. We are not. You're not the police. Yeah, yeah. So you're not. You're not the porn police. So it's right. about giving people information. So it's about. So you're more. You are. You are. You're providing you are a your service. own. You are your own self, and you are. Uh, you can make your choices. We don't stop those choices. Um, we are here to inform. So you're not. There's more than a porn so, police. You're the porn information service. So if. Okay. So does that mean there are people undetectable levels working in porn now? Well, you said no because of the, you can't. So we can't. But there's They're no one with cleared. an undetectable level that's getting tested through you because you're saying if you have an un- there's no such thing as an undetectable they level. Are, they, we have people that get tested who come out positive for HIV. They have a negative or undetectable. So value they would be for positive, HIV, but they would but still they, show positive show, for one of the two. But they show up. They show up non-cleared. So in mm-hmm. our books, they're not. They're not cleared. So on your but s- if they want to shoot with somebody showing that report. That's up to them because they're doing because you're doing the double test. All right. So the double and, test, I understand. And is that the same for all labs, or would some labs clear them people? 
I don't know what other labs are doing right now. I mean, we have algorithms in place that go through different levels, and depending on what we're testing for, certain algorithms behave certain ways. So since and that's the core of, of what the talent testing IT you know department takes care of. And this explains of. why you have both the PCR and ELISA test. Exactly. So you can now, understand. You know, for us, it's important you know <laughs> it, to understand that it doesn't matter if you're gay, transsexual, you know, normal, straight, or whatever. You know, yeah. we treat everybody the same. You know, it, 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 we're here just to give you in the proper information so that you can make a, a conscientious decision as to what you're going to do with that information. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that we have set standards, you know, that are, you know what, if you're green for everybody, if thing, and you're at 14 days or 30 days, you're going to see that green pop up. If you have something that's wrong, go get treated. It's going to be red. So like now you're saying, you, since you're more like an information service, the way best way to describe it. Exactly. It's, it's, if somebody wants to shoot outside of your 30 day window or whatever, that's again, that's our choice. Yeah, that no, makes sense. It makes sense. Like what, one thing we haven't really, we've touched on a little bit is the gay and trans industry. Like mm-hmm. the porn industry isn't just one single industry. It's, is it three industries or well, is I it mean, I two think industries? Ta- okay, and again, and what I, just, I want to let's step back and that's why I wanted to leave this. But to me, it's one industry. It used to be three up industries. And I think that's a misconception. And I think it's from being in Europe where people are, and it's a lack of a better word, more homophobic. Yeah, okay. uh, and, this, I've and seen. this okay, and this is what I would, and this is again, this is what my opinion. This is my personal opinion. In America, the performer who won Male Performer of the Year works a trans, and that's his choice. Mm-hmm. Okay, in America, the top male performers will do bisexual scenes. The top female performers will do bisexual scenes, working with other men, other women, working with trans. Okay, so in America, again, I'm speaking from an American standpoint. You don't see that anymore. Now, when I got in the industry, it was very segregated. Okay that there was a gay industry and a straight industry and a trans. I don't see that anymore. So that's gone. For me, as a, someone who's an American, who see, shoot, whose friends shoot in America and production companies shoot in America, the biggest company in the industry has a site called Gender X. Guess what? It doesn't matter what you are. Okay? No, We're no, all I, the same. Which I, I that, think, which I think from... is a huge stamp, which I think is a huge step in the right direction because there is no difference in America. Now, in Europe, there is obviously... And it's something, I think there's a, a social stigma. I think it depends where you are, like in the Czech Republic. In the Czech Republic, it's so not as bad. It's Okay, you're right. And, and it's, I think there's a social stigma uh, in certain countries. But my question that. isn't on social stuff. Like, it's a H, it's, the episode's about HIV and it's about, Yeah, but again, they have the same standard in America. That's fine, but I'm talking about, so productions, because I guess, like, HIV prevalence in the gay community is pretty high. So do they, how does it work? Do you performers with HIV, do they wear condoms when they work? In with- Amer- again, in America, can speak how it works now. I mean, they have the, they're taking the same test we are. So everyone in porn is, so if you have HIV and you're gay, you can't work in porn. They're choosing to work with porn each other who are gay. That's their choice. Just like he's saying, there's no police. He's not the police. He's no, no, that, this is what I'm trying to find out. Yeah, I don't, I don't okay, work in the gay industry. So I'm, but, I'm but, just but, curious. But here's the thing. It's your choice. If I wanted to work with it, I'm okay. There's no police. No, no, I'm not saying about choice. I'm just saying, how does it work? It's easy. Like, I choose. I see he's got HIV. I choose to work with him. And okay. Story. Yeah. So people that have HIV can work. Of course. And, you, I okay. can work with anyone. I can work with someone with HIV. It's my choice. No, it's interesting because like I'm um, for producers. if I want to work, if you wanted to work with someone with HIV tomorrow in Europe, you could. That's your choice, and the company that's their choice. There's nothing. He's not the police. I'm not the police. No, no, I'm not saying anyone's the police. Like it's not a defensive question. It's just explaining for people. Right. So that, people, yeah, but but it's your pe- choice. <laughs> it's your choice as a performer. No, but I mean just for people listening, they sure, won't people, they won't understand that in the straight industry. Obviously, most people working are not going to have HIV. You're testing to keep it. But out again, of the you're going to see that performer's result. But, and if you want to shoot with somebody yeah, but, who has what HIV, I'm saying it's is, your choice. Like for people listening, they might just be interesting how it works. Like, do people get matched up? Is it like? It, 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 what what Dan's trying to say is that you know if if you may get the the getting matched up, I think is the wrong terminology. You as a person have the choice mm-hmm. that if you see a report, right? And I'm dead negative. I'm talking the wrong analogy, but I'm You're dead green. negative. You're complete green. green. And then if you or somebody else has an undetectable. HIV PCR, but has an HIV antigen antibody. I know that that person doesn't have a detectable viral load at that moment in time, but is HIV positive. I 
can choose to shoot to shoot with that person. But you know what? We're not the people to. to oh yeah, no. And they, I don't and they, mean. And, I, just, and, I just mean even from a producer's see, point of view, we, like how does it work for but them? Because we, we do. See, that's book, up to the production. That's a, yeah. Some production talent. Some and production, production. And again, some so production make booking quite a complicated process. It doesn't make booking complicated. It's very simple. It's extremely easy. Ninety-five. Most companies are going to let you know in advance. Oh yeah, no, I know they'll let you so, advance, but you're just but it, no, there's like these not, three different. There's not levels. three different. There's no three different no, levels. There's one up. level. There, all... no, that's not true. There's one level. There's one level, and most production companies are going to require everyone to be completely green. Now, if that production, oh really? Company, Even on the gay side, it's, okay. Now, and if that production company chooses to let somebody with a red work with another people who are red, their performers are going to have that option. But that's a choice of the production company. It's a choice of performers in advance. And if they want to work with somebody, the production company is going to tell them. I get that it's the choice. So like, it's a, I have no, but the, some I have no company, like, problem with it at all. No, so again, just, so the company is going to say. And I'm it, just trying to understand how it works. It's very simple. So if, okay, if I, my production company decides we're going to let red performers, okay, work with other red performers that have low levels of AIDS, we're just going to pick on HIV, okay? It could be anything. Yeah, it's the HIV episode. So okay, so like, we're going to say HIV. I say at my company says, well, what we, we shoot a lot of whatever type of porn. We're going to let everyone know that if those performers are comfortable shooting with other performers and they think their viral load is low enough that they're not going to spread it, that's their choice. And that's the choice of the company. Now, do I shoot this way? No. Do 99% of the companies shoot this way? No, they don't. Okay, but there are some companies that do use performers that yeah, are like, not. I, I mean, for example, I don't know if, like, what the percentage of performers that are HIV positive is on the gay side. So it's why I'm interested. But there's not, again, you're, you're making a misconception. You're saying gay side. There's no such thing as a gay side. So, okay, I don't know what percentage of gay performers are HIV positive. But there's, again, you're, you're making misconception because you keep saying gay. There is no gay anymore. It's all the same. If you're making gay videos, but those performer, gay performer. But those performers work with everybody now. That's fine. So what percentage of people that do gay and male and male porn? Are, okay, if you're shooting male on male perform, what what percent of those performers have, have an undetectable low of HIV? Yeah, I'm just curious. Answer, what, what, it doesn't what, need to be what, like so what, heated. What, what Dan is saying is, is that, you know, um, we, we, we drove out to uh, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Dan is saying is that, you know, we drove out to, what was it that we went to from here? We drove, when we drove? Czech Republic? Prague. We drove to Prague and we had a, a big discussion about, the, uh, not even a discussion, you know, we, we started battling out because I wanted to understand a little bit more. And what he's saying is, is that, you know, we can't categorize individuals into different buckets mm -hmm. uh, if it, because people change. And I could people, shoot gay tomorrow. I could shoot straight tomorrow. And they can go back. You understand so if you, ask, no, if, if, if you ask us, you know, and I don't have these statistics either way, you know, what percentage of the population is of, of gay, of the gay population is HIV positive? I wouldn't know. Why? Because I don't know. How many are gay? If, if, how many people are gay, or how many people are? It doesn't, it doesn't. But either way, we said, you know what? We realized at that moment in time, and this was probably more than a couple of years ago. We said, you know what? It doesn't matter. Everybody is a is the everybody's a talent. Everyone's the same. And right? you know and what? Said, and everybody is, needs to be treated Tommy, the same. This is what you're saying was right. When I got in the industry, it was very segregated. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I understand where you're coming from. One time, you're at 100% in complete agreement with you. Yeah, there I'm just was a, There was a male-on-male -male side of the industry, and the people that worked on the male-on-male -male side of the industry did not work. And there was even rules from the agents that if you worked on the male-on-male -male side, you could not work on a male-on-female really? side. There used to be a long time ago. Okay, But those barriers have been gone. So, again, it's up to the – like Fixto saying, it's up to the production companies first. Fixto. No, it's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> but so, but I'm saying it's up to the production companies and the performers what they choose. So that's why I think you can't segregate inside that. But at one time, it was like that. You're 100 percent yeah. correct. Yeah. No, but I those, think it's a good thing. And and, and now it does. I think it's and, awesome. Yeah. And now yeah. you see, it's again, it's because to me, it's better because the whole industry, we all use the same testing standards. And again, it's access to information. So the more information I have as a company owner, the more information you have as a talent the more educated decision I can make 
on what is best for me as a company and what is best for you as a performer and performers have access to that information. So I think it's a, a big progression forward for everybody. No, I, I think it's a good thing. And like I say, I'm incredibly ignorant of the topic. And Because at one time, I, at one time you would have been 100% correct. I, I it think, was segregated. I think partly. And that's my fault for getting passionate. Because and don't feel, time, and don't feel, don't was. feel ignorant about it because I, I tell yeah, you, that's why we, I'm were, asking we were battling, we were battling because with this. We like were, this. we were battling we with this constantly. And how do we, and how do we categorize it? How do we do this, and and how do we make different, and and how do we how do we do this testing, and how do we protect, and and, and then we said no, everybody's the same, you know, we can't this just categorize Kumbaya. individuals, and we had just had a, a, a we we had an we had epiphany, call, we had an aha moment, and we said you know what no everybody is in a bucket, you know what I'm saying, yeah, and it is what it is, and you know what you need to be informed. You it's, need about to know. it's about access to information, yeah. but you're, and again, yeah, I, 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 I think, I think partly, <coughs> I still from, love you. I think, part, <laughs> I think partly the ignorance comes from that we treat the industries as separate. It's like, I think, and like, again, I think like that's, the awards are for straight, the awards are for, there's some trans Well, there awards, used to be, and again, and again that, used, that, but that used to be the case, but, but now like human sexuality is not like that. But <laughs> right, so a, like, again, and again, it used to be like that, but now you can, for example, on awards, I can speak for Exvis Europe. There's awards for every gender and every sex actor is all together in one award show. Mm-hmm. And at one time, you're right, there used to be a, a separate male-on-male award show. Well, now everyone's kind of together. Are they? And, yeah, and, and again, there's awards, that, like, for example, in the big award shows, I can speak for Exhibits, and EVM, where they award everyone, regardless of your sexuality, at the same show. So, and again, this is like I said, six to nine, and, and again, this is an old, and I understand where you're coming from, because I, I maybe because I have more exposure to it, because I have a lot of friends that work out on every yeah, side, and I'm mostly in Europe, right? And you're mostly which is in, in, and you're mostly in a, in a country where you don't see that much switching from A to A to B to C, whatever type of sex acts. But again, I think because I interact with more people, because I talk to a lot of people that do go from A to B to C, whatever D E. Right? Yeah, no, the, the reason I was asking is so I think people would be interested. Yeah, to find and, and out. I think it is. And again, I, and I think, and you're correct. I, I agree. You know, that at one time it was segregated, and at one time it was, but now things have changed, especially in America, and especially like, for example, in the Czech Republic, where yeah. you see. Wow, well, that was really interesting. I actually learned something. <laughs> like, yeah, it's always, I, good, it's always good to talk to you, Tommy. Once yeah. in a while, like, you know. I, I thought, honestly, even though I work in the industry, I, I thought that maybe I thought maybe like. It might be more dangerous for us. Like I was still a bit ignorant of that. I think I've always had like a kind of healthy paranoia about catching diseases. So like, um, Tinder's more dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I think less Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> more to moral, moralist podcast, everyone. Stop using Tinder and start shooting porn. It's yeah, much safer. But I honestly, even I'm no in the industry, I, I kind of had like. The opposite view, just just out of like a, an instinct, I think. Yeah. Not really thinking it through. Well, I mean, yeah, because uh, t- I mean, again, if you are, if you're just a Tinder, if you're a Tinderholic, Tinderholics aren't getting tested every two weeks. It was definitely less funny than last week's episode. It's but... hard to be funny. Okay, I, I do have one funny story. About, okay, I believe. Okay, funny story. Okay, I believed incorrectly uh, that you could catch HIV through kissing. All right, and this when I was young. So I was like 16. I remember I paid for a hooker on the streets of DC. And of course I used a condom, but I kissed her. Recording this? Okay, so, but I kissed her. So I and then you know, and they, they came to our school and they were telling us if you don't use, if you kiss somebody, you can die of HIV. And I'm like, oh my god, even though I used a condom with this hooker from the streets of DC, I'm gonna die. I'm, now, first of all, I don't why she kissed me because I was, I was a young kid, right? Oh, I was 16. She kissed me, right? But I was convinced I was 100 percent convinced I was gonna die. Well, I didn't want my parents to know that I was good, that I'd suffer the hookers, but I had to get an HIV test, right? Because right? I, I was convinced I was gonna die. So we were giving blood at school, and it's a thing for giving blood. I'm like sweating, and all my friends are like, you know, we're giving blood for like, you know, just, they, and I'm like, my friends look at me like, you're right. I'm like, I'm like, I'm dying, man. This is going through my head. I'm a, I'm a god. So I'm thinking to myself, so we give, you know, we give blood, and you know, you get your little cookie that they give you in school for after giving blood. And anyway, so I'm like, hi. And I remember I'm with my friends and they're like, what? I'm like, man, let's go get drunk. They're like, all right, yeah, yeah. But I didn't want to tell them, you know, because I think this is my, my last day on earth. I'm like, you know, the next day they're going to call me and tell me I got HIV and I'm dead. So it's like, you know, my friend's like, all right, so we get drunk as hell. And I finally convinced my best friend, I'm like, I think I'm dying, man. He's like, what do you mean? I kissed a prostitute. You said I'm going to die. 
And my friend's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're, You're an idiot. Crazy? You're an idiot. You're like the dumbest human I've ever met. You actually met my best friend a couple times. Leo, you moron. You're not going to die. Did you not listen to what they said? I'm like, they didn't say you're gonna catch it and kiss and gotta die from kissing a girl. And I'm like, anyway, of course my test. Of course I didn't catch HIV from kissing a prostitute on the streets. But I was convinced I was. And anyway, but, moral of the story. That, that's how I, my first time ever actually checking myself for HIV. Six, HIV. Oh, six, so we've, we've got to know more about this kiss with the street. Girl. Yeah. Can we find like, the girl? Like, could you Can take us through it? Can, Can like, we find I, the girl? Okay, we oh, at what point did you say no? I first. couldn't. I was 16. <laughs> you know, when you're 16 and you're paying a prostitute, and she's willing. He was in love. And you, okay, so a prostitute's willing to kiss you. And... Come on, at 16 years old, a prostitute kissing you. I thought it was pretty cool. I was like, yeah, she kissed me. And then I'm like, no, she did, kissed me dying. Did she charge you extra for the kiss? No, I was cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, well, if you enjoyed that and. Um, Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or your usual podcast host. Oh, if you have any questions for us, you can message us on Instagram or Twitter. A lot of you messaged me on Twitter last last week. Uh, you can do us. You can also email me uh, at hello at howtobeapornstar.net or you can go to our website, howtobeapornstar.net or you can watch us on Spotify, yes, Apple, you. So if you're the prostitute that kissed Dan, if you're please write kissed- in and tell us how it was, I think. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're still... I or if you think- ever kissed a prostitute, please. If you've, ever, if you've ever felt my my pride, get shame later for kissing a street. But it was such a thing of pride because you're not supposed to do it.